When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com It is the last minute blues podcast Donnie Fandango, Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton. It is the Game 7 Stanley Cup Final Edition. Good morning, gentlemen. How how's everybody feeling today? I don't know. I don't, you know what? My emotions are, are much like a roller coaster, Donnie. They go up and they come down. <laughs> and then they go up and they come. It depends on who you're talking to. And I don't mean their opinion. As I start talking about things, I get worried. Then I get confident. Then I get scared. Then I get cocky. And I don't know where I'm landing right now as we sit here. I don't know. I've said this several times. This is way worse than being a player. It really is. Really? Yeah, because at least as a player, you feel like you have a certain control over what's going on. Like, mm. even though I wasn't a goal scorer or anything like that, I knew I could, hey, guess what? I'm going to have four hits in the first period tonight. I'm going to get after it. That's what I'm going to do. Or four block shots, you know? You have control over that. When, I'm, when we're sitting here like this now, you're watching the games, and we all watch the games with a, a intensity, especially right now. It's hard. All day, I don't know what to do with myself. I've been in, like... I've had, I've been sweating, no sweat, sweating, no sweat. I'm like looking at kids out at camp, going like, "Oh, this game seven tonight, kids!" And like, who is this crazy guy? Why is he taking slap shots at the goalie's head? Speaking of uh, teaching the kids, you have your uh, Synergy Hockey T-shirt on, which you favored uh, us with, with a couple. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. I can see you guys are wearing them. Thank well, you. To my point, uh, Mr. Interrupter, is that my kids have taken both of the shirts. They have yeah. already. Yeah. Well, they already. recognize yeah. class. My, my youngest one came in yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, and said, and had uh, the, the gray shirt on. And I was like, cool, I'll never see that again. Because, you know, teenagers do a ton of laundry. <laughs> is it just me, or is, is Jamie bringing an extra serving of yeah. heat today? Yeah, he is. It, You're it coming feels in hot. <laughs> Donnie, I'm hot today, man. <laughs> it is. I am fired it's, up, brother. You got Game 7 dude is what you got. Well, Game yeah. 7 attitude. Right before we came in here, uh, and I don't know that it was officially announced, but it looks like Robert Thomas is out. And Sammy Blay oh, really? is in. I did not know uh, that. tonight. Yeah, I think I, I just saw that. And, Jamie, you're not surprised by this. And even in our group text message 
over the weekend when you were talking about Thomas potentially playing on Sunday, it, you were a touch apprehensive, I, I think, because you just didn't know kind of where he stood health-wise. Well, you don't know where he's at health-wise, and you don't know where he's at then as far as the intensity of the series. A lot has happened since Robbie Thomas has been in the lineup, and that's the number one thing that's hard to duplicate, whether you're riding the bike or working out or practicing. You can't measure the intensity of what it's like to play the Boston Bruins every other day. You just can't. So you wonder how mentally charged up can he be and quickly jump in, and then physically where where is he at? Now, I don't know if he's been ruled out completely mm-hmm. for tonight, but he didn't skate. They said it could be a game-time decision. They're not sure. If they're saying those things, it's either the ultimate gamesmanship going on by Craig Berube, which doesn't really seem it, to be it his seem style. Like his vibe, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, or he's actually out, and Sammy Blay will jump in there. And guess what, guys? That's good news. Yeah, We're right back to where we were when we beat these guys a couple times. So, you know, uh, Barbashev's back. That fourth line's going to be rolling. Sammy Blay goes back with Maroon um, and, and Bozak. That line will be fine. And then Zach Sanford. Oh, right? Dude. He's he's discovered how to play the game. I got a crush on him. I got a hockey crush on Sanford. I really do. Oh, really? His this game, was exactly what Jeff was game, telling me earlier. His to game. Me, his game. Oh, okay. So I just me. The, the crush, crush on I me had just, was on Fred Sanford. Oh, oh man. and you know what? Not Likewise. related. Not, Likewise. Yeah, so we got it yeah, mixed up. I just that. love whenever we can get a Fred Sanford uh, reference into this podcast. <laughs> Feels like a real win all the way across the board. You know, and I was going to ask you who sits and who doesn't. We kind of covered who's sitting and who. But how do you go up to somebody in a game seven and tell them they're not playing? Well, this one here, if Robert Thomas isn't playing, it takes care of itself. Uh, but If he's healthy. If he's healthy and you go up, yeah. You know, the coach just has to spin it as, look it, we have a room full of guys who have contributed to get us here to this one moment. We're going to go with what we think is the best group of guys for this moment, not just for us, but for all of you. That way there, if we win this game, if this moment becomes what we expect it to be, we're all champions. Otherwise, if you go in the lineup and it's a wrong decision, this, that, the other – we leave here with nothing. Mm. So we're going so really, with our gut instinct. So really, you are a team player by accepting that role and saying, I get it. The best role for me is watching tonight because of the matchups, because of whatever. And plus, uh, Thomas is like 12 anyway, so we'll get another <laughs> shot at this. Yeah, but at even if he wasn't, so. Jeff, like the best way to go about it, and this is what I learned over the course of my career, because I was a guy who got healthy scratched quite a bit. And I'm okay with it. It, it is what it is. I'm still in the NHL. I'm still living out my dream. But when I was younger, I pouted. I was mad, and I hated everybody, and, you know, it's everybody else's fault but mine. As I matured and grew into a a better player and, you know, a better leader, I realized that that doesn't do any good. The coach doesn't want to see you then. The players don't want to see you. Nobody wants to be around you. They don't want to talk to you. Like, oh, my God, stay away. Even though they care about you, they're like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that today. Yeah. So I turned into more of a team guy, and when I was scratched, it is what it is. I'd go ask guys, what do you want to work on today? And I'd work on with them, you know, if it was a forward, I want to work on coming out of the corner. Okay, I'll play defense. If it was a goalie, where do you want the shots from? Became a way more of a team player all around, I guess, slash coach at the same time. Not that I was telling them what to do, but I was helping oh, them. Oh, but you it. were another voice. Yeah, yeah. another voice. And, and then so when the playoffs come, you're in the room. Like, I would have been in the room four hours before the game tonight and meeting every guy there, making sure if they need stick tape, they got it. It sounds really weird, right? But... It's all about because they get there and they're like, Riv's ready, Riv's ready. You know, and it's just, it starts off their first step in the doorway of, yes, our teammates are here. We're pulling in this together. 
And so that to me is what became important as my career like got further and further along. Well, let's let's go let's stay in the locker room here, man. If you are the head coach of these Blues, what in the hell do you tell them before game number seven? I'm betting, and that could be wrong. It's probably not a lot. I bet you're probably keeping it pretty simple, right? Donnie, you know what? You are right. Hey, today. How about for once? I told him. I told him to listen to the other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Write some notes. Down. There we go. Well, he's learning at least. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I took, it, took us eleven of these things, but I got a little praise. You're getting so good, Donnie. You should be so proud. No. Uh, yeah, Craig Berube is a man of few words as it is, and we've seen some of the clips from the NHL has released videos from inside the locker room, and he doesn't hold back. You know, there's an awful lot of dead air, which means we know that that's the bleep. Flares. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but he'll go in there tonight and be like, gentlemen, what better scenario for the St. Louis Blues? Yeah. We were the worst. Now we have the chance to be first. Wow. And we've been incredible on the road. We've upset every odd that has been in our way along this path to greatness, hopefully. Four guys go out there and play our game. If we play Blues hockey, we've already beat this team in this building twice. Let's make it three. I love it. I, I, I was watching a bit of the, the press conference after the game on Sunday, and he made this, uh, Craig Berube made this remark about, about uh, if you told me back in December that we were going to be playing for, the, for game seven of the Stanley Cup finals or playing in, uh, I, I would have thought you were crazy or whatever he said. But the way in which that he said it was so calm mm. and so cool. And mm-hmm. it was just like, it was like this was a game seven of a rec league. It's spinning wheels or whatever the hell. Oh, yeah. wheels. There it I is. That is another on one. Reference. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> it's just his calm, cool, collected nature kind of made me take a step back after that loss and go, you know what? We're all right. We're going to be yeah, okay. And and to Jamie's point, several podcasts ago, that's the identity of the team. Then they all the adversity they deal with, it, and then they move on, and you know, bitch and moan about it. You know, um, again, staying in the locker room, the younger guys. This team has a lot of young guys, a lot of old guys, old guys that haven't been this far. Young guys clearly haven't been this far. Besides Sunquist, but I don't believe he played. No, correct? he did not. He wasn't. He wasn't a huge part. Right. Yeah. So you know these guys better than us, clearly. The younger guys, can they handle this? And the older dudes, do they know what's in front of them, where they are? They may never get this chance again. Well, let's start in reverse here, okay? The older guys absolutely know. Alexander Steen, Alex Petrangelo, I mean, you name it. Whoever one of the older guys is on the team, guys aren't that old anymore in this league, but, you know, 30, 35, Jay Bolmeister is another guy that comes to mind. They 100% realize that this could be the one chance in a lifetime. They haven't been to a Stanley Cup final before. They haven't been to Game 7. They haven't had a chance to lift that cup. So they're definitely talking to the guys and, and mentioning, look, we've been in this league for 20 years, 15, 16, whatever it is. We've never been to this spot. So don't take it for granted. Now, the flip side is young guys, and I'll just put myself way back to like 1995, Jeff. Those mm-hmm. were good times. Yeah, I don't remember it, but okay. <laughs> I don't remember it. Probably thing. because I was hanging out with you, but anyway, go That's ahead. a good point. <laughs> Who? No. Anyways, you're young, and you don't necessarily realize how huge the moment is. Yeah. You've dreamt of it your whole life, just like the older player on the team. You've dreamt of it your whole life, but you're so young and ignorant in an innocent way that you're like, this is where I need to be. This is where I belong. Like, holy crap, I'm a good hockey player. We're a good team. We should be winning this. So you have the old guys who are cautioning against don't let this slip away, and you have the young guys that are saying, this is ours. We're supposed to be here, you know? Like, yeah. this is what I. This is why I signed up. So that mix of it together, 
that can be really powerful for yeah, a locker room. You don't seem to be a guy to me that gets very nervous. In this particular situation tonight, would you have nerves? One, and if you don't, how is that possible? Yeah. And two, if you do, how do you deal with them in a way that you don't go out there your first shift with an elbow flying and do something silly because you're so ramped up? Yeah, that was probably my biggest problem is I'd get too fired up. So I, I don't know if it was nervous. I never felt that, like, angst of, oh, my God, I don't, I don't know if I can do this, you know? Mine was always, like, so jacked up that I'm going to go put my head through a brick wall, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. that or was, someone else's. Or someone yeah. else's, right? And sometimes that gets you in trouble. Right. And in today's NHL, it might get you put in jail. So we <laughs> yeah. try to avoid that stuff. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I would definitely try to, early on in the game, you know, even if it's simple, something so simple as a really good D-to-D pass. Boom. You put it tape to tape. You're like, yes, I'm on my game. Like, boom, I'm on. Next to pass to a forward Bam, tape to tape, yes, I, I'm hot. That's two in a row now, right, you know? Right, yeah. And then when the situation presents itself to uh, get a lick on somebody or, or get a, a hit, finish a guy out, you're doing it. And you're not hitting him into the boards. Like, you're trying to hit him six inches beyond the boards. Mm-hmm. And that's like my dad told me, don't ever hit anybody into the boards, hit him through the boards. Through the boards, yeah. And so by doing that, you're really going to get yourself physically involved. And then blocking shots, and I don't know – if you've had this experience over at spinning wheels, but um, when you when you drop in front of a slap shot that's coming at 100 miles an hour, your body and your mind do some weird things. Like one, you're purposely putting your body in the way of harm, and that's kind of a, a psychopathic move, anyways. But then you know it's going to hurt, but at the same time, your adrenaline skyrockets. So even when you get hit and it hurts like hell. You're like, oh, that felt good. Almost mm-hmm. like yeah, Happy Gilmore, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 364 <laughs> more days until hockey tryouts. <laughs> but that's another thing you can do to get yourself into the game. And after that, man, you are rolling. You should be going. Okay, so this is, these are things that you can get yourself into the game, like that first hit in football, whatever, that sort of thing. Two things here. What has to happen tonight for the Blues to win and what absolutely cannot happen for the Blues to win tonight. Yeah, they're actually one and the same. The, and the, you've heard me say these two words before, probably endlessly, puck management. And what I mean by that, and I've explained it on here before, but for those who are just jumping on board right now, we love you anyways. Where we appreciate you. Been, where you love been, you. thanks. <laughs> we love you. Uh, but what it means is you put the puck in places that help your team. And the blue lines are always, I call them the danger areas. If you turn the puck over at your blue line, it creates offense for the other team. You turn it, the puck over at the far blue line, it denies your team offense and creates transition for the other team. Either way, you're creating momentum going the wrong way. So for me, puck management is going to be huge where when you run out of possibilities, keep advancing the puck forward. Keep going north with it. And then, especially when you get to the offensive zone, the blue line, put it in an area where you can get it back. Or, worst case scenario, a 50-50 puck, and you get solid body contact on the other on the opposition. And right now, everybody seems to be hyper-focusing around Craig Berube's comments of, we need to be more physical. Well, yeah, they do. They only had 24 hits last game, and they had 44 the game before. So, yeah, they let off the gas for whatever reason. Guess what? Now, these suspensions, all, I'm not saying we go out and hurt people. No, right. uh-uh, of course but not. But don't hold back. And so, putting the pucks into good places allows your team to put your foot on the gas physically, and you know what? The Boston Bruins are expecting to be hit. Let's let's not disappoint them. We will hit them. And all of that stuff starts with puck management. Yeah.
I say my first thought would have been just be physical, but you do got to do the puck management first so you can be physical. Like you said, don't go chasing hits. Well, that's it. You, you nailed it right there. It's chasing the game. And if you're just running around trying to chase hits, well, guess what? The opposition. I never worried about guys just running around chasing hits because I knew, well, they're not really focused on the game, so we can move the puck. Yeah, I'll get hit, but it is what it is. Do you think that lack of hits in game six was a result, and I and I'm the, the word timid is not what I want to use here, but because the Blues did not want to create penalties, that they were a little apprehensive about some of those plays, about getting in there and getting dirty because they didn't know what would be a penalty or what would put them in the box and shorthanded? Yeah, we'll give you a half point for that, right. Donnie. I'll That's take good. it. It's nice. not a full oh, point. Hey, man, partial credit is still credit. <laughs> you're in front of me. Point five works. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, you're right uh, to an extent because they're holding back a little bit. Uh, you don't know what the NHL's looking at. You do have a game seven lying ahead of you. You didn't want that, and you're not thinking about it, but you don't want to be run out of the series. Um, but the flip side of that is going right back to puck management. We turned the puck over a lot more in game six than we had in game five when we were in Boston uh, and games prior to that game one was the only other game where we had more turnovers and, and worse puck management. So going into game six, when we're here at home, the blues didn't do a great job of putting pucks in great areas. Therefore they couldn't initiate the contact like they wanted to. So they'll tonight they'll be looking to manage that puck better, not turn it over, put it into good places. And I guarantee they will be physical tonight. What one more thing here real quick. And I mean, no, we've probably touched on this at some point or the other in doing these podcasts, but why is it that this team is so much more, not necessarily so much more comfortable on the road, but I mean, playing on the road for, for some game sevens would be this huge, oh no, oh no, mm-hmm. with this team, there's not an oh no, oh no. I'm nervous because it's game seven, but I'm not necessarily nervous because they play poorly on the road. They play great on the road. Why is that? Well, there's two things here. One, in general, sometimes it's easier to play on the road because there's less distractions. It really is. You don't have anybody to worry about at home. You don't worry about you know, which, how you're going to get to the rink, what time you should leave for traffic. No, you take the team bus, and it's pretty simple, for, straightforward that way. The second thing is if you isolate this St. Louis Blues team, their, their run, their, their moment, their turning point of the season started on the road. And Craig Berube has alluded to it a, a number of times that this team really came together on the road, and he mentions the Calgary game out in Calgary. And from that point, he said they just became really comfortable on the road. And they won so many games leading up to the playoffs. And in the playoffs, they have the best road record of anybody that's been involved. That's not by accident. That's yep. because they love being on the road. They feel really comfortable being on the road. They, they're they're together. They're you know isolated from all the, the noise, especially in Game 7. Noise is going to be astronomical. So uh, I think that that's just what qualifies them as a really good road team. And I think they like that underdog mentality. I think they like that you can beat us, but we're not going down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. kind Absolutely. of thing. Yeah. Uh, if you've noticed in talking with people over the last several days, especially in the hallways here, everybody's like, oh, man, season's over today no matter what. And then we got training camp when? Well, coming up in September. September? <laughs> man, we only get a couple of months off. Oh, well, it's a tough problem to have, isn't it? There's I like other, it. There's other cities that go through this all the time. Yeah. I would like for it to be this way yeah, all of the time. Let's get, or, let's or as get much training as camp going on Monday. What do you say? Now, here, guys, breaking news. Of course, my text line is going crazy here. Uh-huh. What, uh, what, what? Because, you know, I'm a member of the NHL media. Oh, you know, sure. In case you, you guys didn't uh-huh. know that. Oh, well. Wow. Okay. Officially credentialed. Uh, right. Yep. <clears throat> wow. Anyways. Congratulations. Robert Portuzo out. Joel Edmondson in. Wow. Wow. I was going to ask you which one you would which one you would bring. Well, I'll what go with Edmondson, think? Jeff. How come? 
I'm going to guess Bortuzzo. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to go heavy on Bortuzzo. What do you think the reason is for this? Um, you know what? Uh, I, I think that Coach Craig Berube, I don't think Robert Bortuzzo uh, played poorly. In fact, I thought he did a great job. He made some big blocks, had some good penalty kills. But I think Craig Berube's resting on the, the uh, hope, the possibility that Joel Edmondson will have his best game tonight. When he's on, guys, he is a tremendous asset for the St. Louis Blues. So what he what you're talking about is Berube, healthy scratch, last game. He's thinking Joel Edmondson went up to his room, thought about his mistakes, wait for his father to come home. He's learned from his mistakes, and he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was put in a timeout, now let's see what you do. Well, he got scratched for two games. Two games. In okay. a row. So that that's not so much the wake-up call. Like, the one game's a little smack in the mouth. Hey, wake up. You yeah. ready? You know? Two games means we're not confident in you, so you better bring something to the table. Three games, now he's back in, right? And So, so what's the message to him? The Why? message is now clearly, hey, you're going to go. This is the biggest game of the year, let alone franchise history. Mm-hmm. You need to bring your A game. And when you're on your game, you're hard to beat. Your gaps are good. You're moving the puck. You're a jerk out there. All these things that you – all these things that make you Joel Edmondson that are going to land you a great three- or four-year deal following this hockey season, that's what we need tonight. That's why you're going in tonight, because we believe you can be the differentiator. If you're a, a player on the Blues, did you sleep last night? How well did you sleep? What were you <sighs> Not thinking? without Ambien. What do you, uh, <laughs> I, you gotta watch I out. mean, I hate condoning uh, you pharmaceutical products. you got to watch out for night but... crimes, though, with the Ambien. you got to watch out for that. That's true. I attack myself regularly on Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, what's the mindset of a guy last night that going into a game tonight? Like, seriously, do you go, I mean, and I'm not joking when I say this, do you, like, go and have a couple drinks to kind of, like, relax? Or you are might. you locked in, you know what I mean, in the hotel room early, tucked in, the whole thing? Well, this goes back to, what, a minute ago we talked about being on the road, right, and what you're comfortable, how comfortable this team is. Guess what? They found a routine. Over the second half of the season in playoffs, these guys have found whatever routine works for them on the road, and that's what they're doing. If it's going to bed early, room service, caving it up, curtains closed, cold room, whatever they're doing. If it's having a couple of cocktails, a little warm, fuzzy feeling, go in, grab some sleep, whatever it is, they already know the recipe. They already know it. So they what that probably happened last night. Was it probably a little harder to sleep? Yes, for sure. But it's the anxiousness, that excitement, that even if they didn't get a lot of sleep, they're going to be ready to go today. I know Marshawn had a drink last night to settle himself down, but it was a Zima, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I already tried to get into uh, Six Flags, Massachusetts, but he wasn't quite tall enough. Uh-huh. There it is. Hey, Marshawn, yeah. have you ever ridden a coaster? <laughs> Didn't think so. He's a teacup legend, though. Two things before we before we get done. A, who do you think is the difference maker tonight? Either team. And uh-huh. if you want to, prediction. All right, so if I have to give one player, and I've been riding this player's coattails for a little bit here, I just think that he has that ability is Braden Shin. I think that, uh, you know, he he brings a heavy game, uh, which will bring him into the game quickly because he hits everything that moves. He's playing with the most dangerous goal scorers in this postseason, Jaden Schwartz and Vladimir Tarasenko. So I think that, you know, he's going to get in, initiate, whether he gets a goal or insist or not, he's going to be very, very relevant in tonight's game. And I think that whole line will be relevant in tonight's game. And uh, if that's the case and the Blues play their style of hockey, I mean, my prediction overall, we got to go with the Blues. Yeah, we got to. I'm going with the Blues, too, very um, nervously. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going with my heart or my head. 
hopefully with both. My game changer is going to be Ryan O'Reilly. I just think a game seven on the road fits his style, his personality, all that stuff. And damn that beard, dude. I, I'm, Bring it. I'm going all St. Louis here, and I'm going Pat Maroon. I think Ooh. Pat Maroon gets one, and I think Pat Maroon has a great, great game tonight. I thought that I would be a little less nervous after we did this podcast. That is not the case. No, it's worse now because <laughs> we've you? talked about it. Now yeah. I'm worse than ever. No, now I'm just now I'm just going to be stewing on it for another yeah. uh, seven hours or so. Jamie, what is the coverage tonight? What are you What are you looking at on Fox Sports Midwest? We're doing uh, our pregame show now. That will be on Fox Sports Midwest Plus, Plus. Okay. because Cardinals are running a little interference. Not that they're not wanting the Blues, but just it's just it is what it is. So Fox Sports doing a great job of spreading out the coverage. Uh, we'll have the pregame show on on Plus, and then postgame show will be on regular Fox Sports Midwest. Hopefully, we're discussing some incredible things postgame. Yeah. It is the Last Minute Blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers, Game 7, Stanley Cup Final tonight. Let's go Blues. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.